and this is tinfoil hat time the episode where we actually get into real conspiracies finally in the third episode let's talk about it um quick disclaimer though get us started uh we're just two bored ladies that are speculating fake news uh so don't take us seriously this is for entertainment purposes only the two conspiracies we're talking about today is a Taylor Swift conspiracy. Is she a devil worshiper? And then a conspiracy on whether Atlantis is real or not. I, my conspiracy definitely bridges. I don't know if you know us. Anybody who knows us knows that the Taylor Swift conspiracy is Samantha's. Hey. And the Atlantis <laughs> one is mine. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, mine is less about Atlantis and more about antarctica but also atlantis i don't know we're gonna get into it yeah we'll get into it you can go ahead and start all right whenever you're ready <laughs> thanks mom <Appreciate laughs> that. um so hopping into conspiracy theories because that's why we're here so I'm, I'm gonna read you a little sentence a little little something i put together and then we can talk about it um so the conspiracy is why is antarctica on a map from 1513 if we did not discover antarctica until 1830 do you know about this? I've I've seen things here and there about it, but okay. I've never gone in depth. So it was, um, it, it's a theory that's originally um, from John Hancock. No, not John Hancock. That's a guy that made our country. Um, I'm talking about Graham Hancock. He came up, he's like a whole Atlantis adventurer. He like has this whole, like several books. Like if you get into his stuff, it's a deep dive. But his whole theory is that um, ancient civilizations have been rebuilt, built over and over so like kind of the civilization that we have today like we picture human civilization as like a constant trajectory upward like it's been a constant growth upward and his idea is that civilization has been more of like a wave like it's had peaks and then it's fallen and then it's peaked again and then it's fallen and every time that it falls it's kind of like wiped clean i don't know i'm not really certain on what all of his theory is but the theory that we're focusing on from his stuff today is Antarctica and maps because I find this super interesting. I actually read something a while ago about how there was someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were speculating that Antarctica used to be like green and it was Mm -hmm. connected to South America and a lot of the tribes and stuff like that moved from Antarctica up to South America. Yeah, there's there's a lot of theories like that. There's also, I think, Hancock's theory is um, like Antarctica used to set up between like North America and Asia Mm. and during the ice age it like moved down slid down um, which moved all everything with it and so that's his theory I I think that's his theory is that kind of like part of Pangaea I guess it would have to be I'm not really sure I didn't get into his stuff because I took more of like a biblical turn of it we're not gonna get into that here but like I got more into like okay looking less at like Atlantis specifically and more like wow like anyway civilizations could have risen and fallen several times and we have no clue because there's nothing left so this specific theory gets into um it specifically references the Puri re map and if you look at this map it's like a really old map but it has like you said south america on it and a lot of accurate landmarks and there's also landmarks on the map that are now underwater so that's where like the ice age theory comes in is like Mm -hmm. These landmarks that are underwater used to be above water, and that's how they made these maps. And the other thing is Antarctica, um, on this Puri map, and this is the map that was created in 1513, it's very specific to 
Antarctica. Like the coastline of Antarctica is accurate. It's like very shaped. It looks like coastlines on other maps, wherein previous maps, Antarctica was just like a blur, a blob, a, a shapeless form. Like it was just random. It wasn't specific. So we know at least in 1513, there's a map with Antarctica accurately drawn on it, but we didn't technically discover it till 1830. So how did this happen, right? Yeah. Like how do we have a really accurate drawing of Antarctica? Do you think someone just guessed? <laughs> someone took a picture. <laughs> a mental um, picture. Well, so what they're referencing, what what Hancock references is that um, the he references the ancient lost library of Alexandria that this map, this Perry Reed map, it's actually written on the Perry Reed map that um, it references 20 other older source maps that hmm. were in relationship to Alexander the Great. And we've speculated that that means they were probably lost. Yeah. In the, the That's crazy. The burning. So anyway, it, it just leads us back to, okay, so we know that a 1513 map is based off of something that happened off, off 20 older source maps that are from who knows when, right? Yeah. So so anyway, now we're, we've, we've sorted through the facts. Let's get to my theory up here. I think that humans have no clue what the bleep is going on. And that, like, who knows, like, how many times civilization could have rose and fell? Like, what if, what if there used to be, like, this crazy advanced old civilization? And this kind of goes along with Hancock's theory. But it's like, what if there's this crazy old civilization that's fallen and we have no evidence because it was so advanced or it was destroyed or, and, and now we're having to rebuild civilization. And how many times has that happened? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it doesn't even have to be that the fact that they are so advanced. I mean, cause if you look at some of the weird things like the Easter islands, the heads underneath the ground, mm -hmm. like those are so like, like tons and tons of weight, like yeah. they they had to have some sort of way to get those in the ground. I don't think that they dug around it and then mined the face into it. I don't think that that's what's happened. But it's just like they probably didn't have our technology to do that. And I'm not saying that they're not smart because they are smart, obviously, to try and get that there. But I'm just saying that the fact that technology, they probably didn't have anything that measured up to our technology. But they also found a way to do it with their own. But what if they did? What if they had the technology? Okay, so I'm going to take two theories here. What if they had the technology, but it was like, I think this is, again, I did not get into Graham Hancock's stuff too much, but what if they had a lot of anti-gravity technology? There would be no evidence of anti-gravity technology. I mean, unless there was a device to control the anti-gravity, but if it was advanced or out of this world, maybe it was taken with them, to the, maybe the aliens took it with them. Maybe, like, see, like, there's, when you open bring up your mind. We're aliens into this now. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is what I think about when I'm laying in bed at night. But the other thing of it is, is you're talking about these structures were so heavy to get into the ground, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing with the pyramids and like, but the right. thing is that they've come to the conclusion, like there is a way that they built it. What they did is they put it on this little stone and the stone could turn. And so they just had a bunch of stones that turned in order to play, get the stones from one section to the other. I feel like that was debunked because of like pressure laws or something, but Getting away from the details, because clearly we're not physicists. We'd have to have yeah. Ethan for this conversation. <laughs> but the other thing that this bring, leads you to think about, right? So civilizations have fallen and lost, but humanity has remained. 
Yeah. Which means there's at least got to be two humans alive to continue hum- humanity. And you should think you, they just chose not to say anything? Like, no, I think that, I think there's a possibility that if something catastrophic happened to the world where most of humanity was like wiped out, the only humans that remain were probably the strongest, the toughest, you know, natural selection. Yeah. You go back to, say you wipe out 90% of humanity. Yeah. The final 10% is going to be fighting for their lives. They're fighting for food. They're probably fighting for shelter. They're probably, probably each fighting, other. They're probably fighting each other. And so what you're left is only the strongest, healthiest, most, I guess, close to perfect specimen of humans that you could have. And when you're that close, you might even be to a point where it's like carrying on tradition doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter anymore. And think about it. I've learned a lot about translation, working for a translation company. The Bible's been translated and a lot of things oh, have yeah. been lost. So who knows? Maybe maybe Genesis to us was the beginning of the world. And maybe that's how it was written because it was the beginning of the world to those people. Yeah. And so when you think that about it in that concept, exactly. So it opens up this idea, like getting away from all the details. There's people that strongly disagree with Graham Hancock and, and you know, you can take it a biblical way like I did or not. But either way, when you start thinking about like this map and what it leads back to and what like the Library of Alexandria may have led back to and like the rise and fall of civilization, it's like the possibilities are endless. Yeah. And I think that's cool. It's a little depressing, but it's also mostly hopeful, you know? Yeah. And then, but then you also like think about like the fact that we are ruining the earth right now, like with our... Mm-hmm. factories and stuff and you're like well how, what if we're the last civilization right because we're getting to a point where we're like fighting each other to try and keep the earth in a healthy state and then we're going off planet to look for some other source that we can live on so it's honestly it's really sad to think about well if the if our ancestors way back have put in this much work to get us here and we're just ruining it that makes me question like why would you just not tell why would you not try and carry on tradition? Because then you're just losing that well, you're push. Talking, you're, you're talking hundreds of years. And you're also talking of a point where, say, hum- civilization did fall. Humanity's fighting against each other. There's a lack of resources for survival. Do you care about passing on tradition? You may not care about tradition until you have kids, your kids have kids. Because you may think about it. If you're like one of 500 people left on the planet, you may or may not, and, and it might even be less than that. You may or may not care about passing on tradition. You care about feeding your family, about waking up the next day. So it could have even taken hundreds of years, and by then they may have lost it. You know, and who knows if there was, I don't know how you reverse evolutionize. I don't know, but like we might have, we likely went back to a more primitive state where carrying on tradition just didn't matter. It was was about survival. And so everything could have been lost. And then even at that, if you have people from, like, say you, the only surviving tribe is, like, a few really remote tribes, like, up in mountains or on secluded items, they may have no clue that That, there was ancient civilizations in Egypt that wiped out the entire world. That's a good point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's very interesting. There's enough loopholes that I'm like, it could be possible. I'm I'm pretty, well, I'm pretty skeptical, but I'm also pretty open to, to the truth, so... Well, that makes me like start to question like the dinosaurs and I'm like, well, how would the dinosaurs feed into that? Because there would have to be a civilization between dinosaurs and Right. So it opens up like what if there was a world before dinosaurs? 
and, and but what happens between like the dinosaurs and us like when the dinosaurs Dude. went extinct because like i don't we, know we I wasn't there i mean we humans would not have survived that because it wiped out all the dinosaurs so it's like how how did we get here after i mean that's where the whole evolution we come from monkeys yeah. kind of thing comes in but it's just like what if you're right? What if someone was like way underground when it happened and they somehow decided to pop out one day and say, <laughs> yeah. oh, there's nobody here. There's no fan. There's no more predators. I can the land. <laughs> no, but that's like actually kind of crazy to think I, about. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. So on to Satan and Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, so I got to be honest on this one. Um, you're going to have to wow me because I believe that Taylor Swift has been associated with Satan since the beginning. So you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to, I guess, convince me the details why, or I guess I've already been. Well, I'm trying to fight this conspiracy. Gotcha. I do not agree with this. And she has stated several times in interviews and everything that she is a Christian. She does. Okay. I don't think that she like goes to church or anything, but she practices kind of like how you and I practice on her own time mm-hmm. with yeah. ourselves. But she has stated several times that she is a Christian. But the other day, the reason I even found this out, I didn't even think that this was a real theory. I mean, I've heard about Scientology and how that's linked to Satanism and how a lot of celebrities are take part in that. I've never heard that Taylor Swift was a part of Scientology. But I was scrolling through TikTok and I just looked up Taylor Swift conspiracies. And the first one that popped up was this guy. He was dead serious. He hundred percent believes that Taylor Swift and I don't know if you've heard about this but there's a lot of like theories out there that a lot of celebrities in order to get famous like they sold their soul to the devil oh, God, like Marilyn Monroe the yeah. like JFK's like all all of those the Kennedys just all of them and so he was saying that Taylor Swift has done this and the, his main reason reasoning was behind her album Red because the really? color of red. all the albums? <laughs> I know. I'm like, red is literally like, and that's the other thing is he was associating red Isn't with the like devil. Isn't that one of the more country ones? Yes. Yeah. I was watching her, um, look what you made me do one. And I was like, yeah. okay, I see why people could see this as devil, but red? Yeah. No, it was red. And that kind of, it, it made me laugh because I was like, red is, he was associating it because of the color and some of the song lyrics and stuff like that. But the thing is, is red is more commonly known for love. I was going to say, I like, I listened to that album on repeat when I was an early teen. Yeah. Like, that was, like, my heart's ache mantra. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the entire album is essentially saying how her love was so red. It was so vibrant and out there. Yeah. And that's literally why it was called red. So this is where I came up, like, why I wanted to talk about this. Because it's so ridiculous. And there's so – and, like, while I can see – this conspiracy being real for other reasons it's not because of that i just want to put that out there if you really look at the red album it is one of the ones that are mainly focused on love like i would say behind lover it is very much focused towards love and it's just kind of stupid but so the other as i was getting into it like the conspiracy around taylor selling her soul to the devil is the fact that she got so popular so fast like she oh, that was her daddy's money, not a no. Her 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 dad worked on a Christmas tree farm. Girl, I'm pretty sure her dad owns Swift Trucking. No, no, no. Okay, Ryan, you lied to me. We're gonna fact check this. I mean, unless he's done it sooner 
like bought it sooner but she grew up on a christmas tree farm i think her dad might have been a dentist i want to say i'm not 100 percent sure that that's right but i she has a whole song like song about growing up on a christmas tree farm and how she was not rich growing up oh ryan's stupid then because you're right (laughs) yeah like i think i know yeah If you don't know me, I am a huge Taylor Swift fan ever since I was little. He's literally an idiot. Okay. No, this is an urban myth. Ryan, you suck. I'm never taking conspiracies from you again. You're wiped off. I just fact-checked. No, Taylor Swift's dad does not own Swift Trucking. Okay. No. Completely. Yeah, so so she is like, she got fat. Like, she got um, famous so quickly. And that's where the whole selling your soul to the devil thing. I'm like, okay, that is could kind of be accurate if you believe in like that whole thing the other point of it is like i don't know if the devil makes deals with people how do you even get in contact with the devil he's like like, i'd like a card if somebody could connect (laughs) me up um i will say there is something to that in like what i've learned from being in marketing is consistency always wins yeah and she was highly i remember reading her story when i was young and she was highly consistent yeah highly consistent about sending out d or her cd to anybody that would listen like yeah. and she kept at it even after she wasn't good after she wasn't good she wasn't good her story was seemed to be more of one of consistency and that's the other thing is like a lot of people are like oh she sold her sold her soul to the devil but in reality it is she is a genius marketing woman yeah that's all you've got to be in like world. she like business wise we i was talking to some of these people i went to the concert with and we were just talking about how smart she is and it's like she didn't have to re-record these albums she did it one for herself to in order to own her own work and two for the money and the amount of money that she's making per re-record per merch release the heiress tour versus what she made with the originals mm-hmm. is insane not to mention she's putting her own name on it and she's making her reliability and like her i guess you'd say persona so much more likable because she is standing up for herself and she's also doing this for a lot of women who have been um, mistreated by men in the industry. And that's why she you see a lot of celebrities, like a lot of country music women standing with Taylor, because a lot of them have been put in the same situation. And so it's just crazy to me that like, yeah, okay, the whole Satan thing, whatever. If you want to just blame it on something easy, that's fine. Blame the fucking devil. <laughs> but the real fact is, is she's just a genius marketer. And she knows what she's doing. And she's been in the game for so long that it's become easy for her. I agree with And that. she's also built a fan base that that has, sticked, that has stuck with her through the years that she doesn't have to worry about losing them again. She's playing the game of time. And that's, oh, yeah. like, that's the best game you can play in a business. I put so much work into understanding this um, from a strategy standpoint for my career. And yeah, it's definitely you're playing a game of how consistent can you be? fast can you be with it and how loyal can you be to your fan base yeah and if you can play the game of consistency speed and loyalty you'll win every time yeah. you'll win every time because you will play the game for 40 years where everybody else is playing the game for six months oh like, yeah it, it, she's she's brilliant and it's and, it, and over the years she's built up such a team around her that she's gonna win no matter what she does well now. you say that but like the whole reason like the whole reputation album the whole mm-hmm. that was because of kanye and her and right. her and her uh yeah the, the kardashians and kanye and her team did not stick with her and then she did a hiatus for like two maybe three years i can't remember 
and then she released Lover, or, and then the whole thing happened. She released Reputation, and then she found out that Scooter had sold her records to someone else without confronting her, asking her if she wanted to buy them, which is why the whole re-recording thing has happened in the first place. So, and then that's instance, her team did not stick by her. I mean, well, I don't know much about like I said, I my Taylor Swift taste for a decade ago, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I was not, like, while 1989, and, like, when Reputation first came out, I was, I didn't really listen to them. It wasn't until after the whole Kanye thing happened, and her, like, announced, like, Lo- Lover was kind of my reintroduction to her, and then I started getting into her, and then I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense, because, like, she, a lot of people were bashing her, and she got, like, a bunch of criticism, because, I don't know if you remember this, but Kanye released a music video where he had a person, a duplicate of Taylor Swift naked in his bed, and he faked a phone call um, with her, with Taylor, like he called her, and then he asked her if he could use it, and supposedly she said yes, but the phone edited, or it was, like, the video was edited. So she agreed to the phone call, but she didn't agree to yeah. him to pair it on top of a fake image of her. Yeah. Therefore, therefore insinuating yeah. that Taylor was naked in his bed and agreeing to this. Yeah. Okay. And I then, understand that. And then she had already had a rough pass with Kanye because whenever she got a music TV award, I think I want to say in, like, 2013, I think it was either Fearless or Red Era, but he got up on stage. I don't know if you've seen videos of this. But he was like, I'm going to let you finish. Um, but I think everybody yeah. aware of pop culture has seen yeah. that clip. <laughs> but so that like she had already had like a rough past. But she had like forgave him and like had moved on from it. But he used that forgiveness against her to, you know, do the whole phone call thing. And so that's why like she was getting a lot of criticism, a lot of backlash. And Kim Kardashian like sided with Kanye and was making it worse for her. I don't know. I've, I've recently found out that the Kardashians used to be huge fans of her. They used to be like real, like they used to have the same friends and everything. But after that whole thing, like they ruined her name. And then whenever Kanye and Kim were divorcing, Taylor played a role in that. She had like some, she insinuates that she has some photos of Kanye cheating or doing something in one of her mo- more recent songs. Really? Vigilante shit. Yeah. Huh. Um, it's kind of amazing. But so I think that the Kardashians and Taylor are good now, but let's just say Kanye has not helped the situation. But this is all just beside the point. There's a lot of history with Taylor Swift. And in the end, it's just like, it's genius. And I also think she used the negative feedback and the negative backlash to help her in the industry mm-hmm. especially whenever it came out oh that's out. what pr is yeah like, have you ever heard the term um there's no such thing as bad pr yeah it's because you can you i mean in the industry it's a click is a, a click is a dollar sign yeah. you know it doesn't matter if it's good or bad yeah and i do think uh she seems i don't know her personally obviously really but, really yeah <laughs> i really, i really wish i did i mean i've listened to her mind yeah, no idea <laughs> It seems like she is a very sensitive person. And it's like in her more recent songs, she's released a lot about how her feelings were very hurt and it's taken a lot for her to get over this. And, you know, because she went on the hiatus, like she stopped going out in public because she was getting so shamed. And like, there are still times I think where she feels that way. And she also, she recently broke up with her six year boyfriend, Joe, but they had a completely private relationship because of all the backlash she was getting Mm -hmm. for dating men. And like, how old is she now? She's 32. Mm. So that's sad. No. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, good for her, but also like, 
I don't know, as a 32 year old woman, I'd want, I love my life. I love being married and I love having kids. And so sometimes I'm like, man, she seems like she'd be a good mom. Yeah. And like, you know, I totally think that she would, but I also think that whenever, and I was thinking about this the other day, it's like, as a celebrity, it must be so hard, especially for someone of Taylor Swift, like, like, like famously, like how famous she is. It would be so incredibly hard to find someone who could deal with that spotlight and deal with her. Like, and I'm not saying that she would be a hard person to deal with, but it's just like, she has, fan, she has fans. It's, tracking it's a 24-7 her. Yeah. career. It's yeah. not like something, and you're honestly touching on like another conspiracy. And yeah. it's the conspiracy of like, do women choose a career or do they choose a family? Yeah. yeah. And it's, and quite often you see a lot of these women, like, I mean, Taylor's a extreme, extreme example. Yeah. Like, but you see women like, Taylor choose a career in their 20s and they choose fame and money because of course everybody wants financial security everybody wants success and it's even better when it comes with crowds of adoring fans yeah. and like hotels and you know awesome mansions and all that but also there is there is something quite significant that you can lose in that process yeah. and and she recently has like released new music about her her and her boyfriend's breakup Mm-hmm. And it really, and there's also been other things that have been said, apparently on his end, he didn't like that she was so much in the spotlight, but it's kind of like at the point, like, cause he started dating her whenever she was in hiatus, like she, when she wasn't leaving anywhere yeah. and then COVID happened. So she was caught, she wasn't in this, like out she in was public. Doing, she was doing stuff. but from So it's house, like, like, yeah. So now that like she has been out, he didn't like that. He, he had never been with that version of her. Yeah. And it's just kind of like at that point, like, you knew what you were signing up for, like, and it's also, I don't know, I am completely defending Taylor on this, because I will always stand with her, I don't know Joe yeah, Alwyn, I'll play devil's advocate, but it's just, like, he apparently, like, he he's an actor, so he goes out in okay. public, too, but he criticizes, like, the high-end restaurants, and the, you know, going to big parties and going to movie premieres and like Taylor recently has been doing a lot of like music videos and like actual production stuff I've seen I watched some of her stuff and prep for this it's and it's pretty good stuff like I was like this is a weird music video but my god I can see why people watch it yeah like but it's just like what like and he she apparently one of the things that when their breakup happened one of the things that everyone focused in on was the fact that um, she was going to go to, I think it was an Oscar. Like she was in the works to get an Oscar or something. And she was ha- like excited to go to the Oscars with him. And he was like, I don't want to go with you, even though he's Rude. an actor. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, I you don't want to. Okay. First off. Okay. I got a lot of thoughts about this. If I was, if I was fucking dating Taylor Swift, I would be like, you want to take me? Let's go. <laughs> like, I will walk the carpet holding your gown if you let me go. I'll crawl behind you like Smeagol if that's what it takes. I will put a ring on your finger. And that's the other thing is, like, she mentions in songs that she has always wanted to get married, and Joe was not really for that, like it seems. Well, I mean, personally, I feel like you're the dumbass in that situation. Oh, yeah. If you want marriage and you want kids, what are you doing wasting your time with somebody that doesn't want that? Like, you really have to be on the same page yeah. to have a kid with somebody. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, though, being a, being an actor in Hollywood and, and going to the Oscars might be a little something like Sammy and Eleanor living in Sedalia and going down to goodies. Yeah. Okay, it's there. Great. 
I don't know that I really like it. It kind of goes against with some of my other things that I agree with. Um, but I mean, like, so I could see maybe, and there's, I've heard of people saying like these Hollywood parties, they're all for the wrong thing. They promote yeah. a lot of bad behavior. Like yeah. the good in them is kind of any good that you're getting out of them is money. It's not necessarily any good that promotes the world. So yeah. like, I kind of, I kind of get that, but also avoiding the Hollywood parties, avoiding the money, avoiding the big stuff that kind of leads you to a life of you want privacy yeah. because of a marriage, because you want privacy for your kids. So whatever Joe's saying, like if these are his thoughts they're not necessarily lying with yeah that. that's what i was saying yeah um but i think the the saddest part of it is i think taylor and joe wanted that privacy for their relationship because of all the criticism that she got for dating in her 20s but at the same time as a freshly 20 year old like dating people is not is not something that's extreme like i've known people and i, I mean i'm not saying i've never done it but I've known people who've gone gone on dates like weeks in a row, and I mean that's just how dating. What do you mean? Is. Like they went on a date with one person one week and a different person. Yeah, I think as long as you're not having um you know intimate relations yeah. with every single person, and you know people have different perspectives. My personal perspective is you shouldn't be having intimate relations with everybody. You yeah, with. just but like, one date a week. Yeah, when you're trying to find somebody. Yeah, and it's like, with that? but also the thing is, it wasn't like that. Like she was not doing a date a week. It was like she was dating someone for a couple months, and then they it didn't work out for obvious reasons. They people probably, are stupid and have too much and time. It, but it's just dance. like it's that. It's honestly just so sad that that has what is what has led Taylor to have that privacy in her relationship that she feels like she can't share it. But I think as she got out of this breakup, she has been a lot more open, I think. Like, she started dating Matt Healy for a little bit from 1975. And then they broke up because he he said some really crappy things that she did not agree with. And I don't think she got as much backlash. In fact, I think people wanted her to break up because they knew Well, the problem with being Taylor is, like, like, for example, my husband and I have some controversial things let's say no i mean like he like matt healy has like is like known for saying like racist things ah that's a different topic yeah and and like he um he's like kissed like kissed fans on stage brought them up like Ah. he is just that kind of guy he's Uh, in it for the spotlight yeah and the thing is is like they've known each other for so long i don't think i don't know if taylor just didn't see it at first or what but and it might have just it might have been like people being like he's not great you also don't know if there was a convenience factor on the back end for taylor i I, as much as she seems like she's a very i mean well, not even as much as she seems. She's a smart businesswoman. And yeah. sometimes you make decisions that are for business. Yeah. I was going to say, her. I think a lot of, I don't, I'm not 100% sure this is true, but I do. Why? Because you're not Taylor Swift's best friend? <laughs> well, I do speculate, like, how many of her relationships in her life have been for PR reasons and not well, for and personal, like, interest. That Taylor Swift, I challenge you to be a guest on the <laughs> podcast. We have some questions for you. Yes, a lot of questions. <laughs> That'll probably take about five hours. <laughs> we'll get some good podcasting shit out of it. Um, but in the end, I am just She's not debunking the, the fact that she is not a Satan worshiper. She's just a very, very smart PR person. And there could be a part two to this based on the reputation album in itself. Well, you that's know, not going to happen next week. This is not, my bill yeah. of Taylor Swift for 2023. So, <laughs> oh. 
Um, but yeah, so she's just a smart marketing woman. She knows what she's doing. You know, I will do a part two on Taylor Swift with you if we make the first half of the podcast about whatever you want to talk about, which seems really lame as hell. And then we could talk about my stuff. I would love to like pick apart her marketing strategy. I think that would be fun. That would be a really fun episode. No, I went to the Royals game the other day and it was a week before the concert and it was all Taylor Swift marketing. Like literally all of it. Yeah. Um, their, their night, like they have themed nights. Um, it was called pop star night. Mm. They were playing Taylor Swift constantly. They had like her tour poster is like her eras. And then her standing there in the middle, every single one of the baseball players had their own little tour poster. You know why I bet that is though? Well, it's because they were trying to get people to go to the, well, because people hold season passes to the state stadium. So there's probably men there with their wives and their wives are like, ah. Yeah. Look who's here next weekend. I don't know. No, no, she's that's probably why. I mean, she's really brilliant. But and it's we- just the fact that she's got companies doing that for her is insane. Yeah. And I was talking to our mom and I, we were talking about how the fact that she sold out Arrowhead two nights in a row. Yeah. Is insane. And she probably could have done it for a third night yeah. based on how many, you know, tickets she- were sold and resold. But, and it's like, while I was there at the concert, I, it was packed. Like, there was not an empty seat. I was shoulder to shoulder people the entire time I was there. And her performance was amazing. And it's just, it's just like, insane. It's literally insane how yeah. someone, and I honestly being there, I was like, this person isn't real. Because, like, she's just so, she's so smart. And her, yeah. and it, she, men- she mentioned at one point in the show how, um, and I'm not, I'm probably not saying this word for word, but she was like, if you're a man here, thank you for being emotionally intelligent. And I thought that was so funny. I thought that was funny because if you ever listen to some more of her deeper songs, because there are a lot of men that I know who are like, Taylor Swift is just write songs about breakups. Okay. Which isn't so, true. Okay. So I see how it goes both ways and I can see how like men bash Taylor. And so Taylor bashing men back. I'm all for like, you're going to bash somebody. You're going to take, you're going to give it. You better be able to And also it. it, she didn't say it in the way I said it. She said it in a more, she better have PR way. She's basically saying I'm unemotionally intelligent because I, uh, Taylor Swift's music is okay, but sometimes it's a little bit like. You definitely have to like pop and well you have to like sappy stuff you have to like getting emotional and honestly i'm at a point in my life where i'm not angsty i'm pretty happy i'm pretty solid with where i'm at so i just want to listen to happy stuff yeah so for her to say like you're not intelligent emotionally if you unless you go to my concerts Eh, we have an argument there taylor no i think it was more on the fact of if you're here thank you for being here especially Okay. She because she doesn't have her oh. female fan base is way bigger than her male fan base. Ah, well, maybe she is trying to. That's a great way to include them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Taylor Swift, do you want to bridge out with our credits? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, just so you guys know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a couple announcements, I guess, before we hit this uh, Reddit theory. But at the end of every single episode, we are going to start sharing a conspiracy theory from Reddit. We would absolutely love to hear anybody that's listening. Like, we want you to be a part of this podcast. We want you guys to be as part of this family, this little weird family that we're making with all of our conspiracies and all of our thoughts. We want this to be an open place where people can come and share their ideas openly. um, And we can talk about them and, you know, uh, duke them out. I think that 
people today are not willing to necessarily have like yeah. disagreeing conversations. And we want to make polite disagreeing conversations a part of the everyday. Yeah. Right. So anyway, if you have a theory that you want debated on our podcast, um, definitely let us know. We're pushing out social channels and you can contact us on any of them, but we're always checking the tinfoil, tinfoil hat time podcast at Gmail all the time. So if you send your, your theory there, we'll check it out and see if we can work it into a future episode. But every single episode is going to be wrapped up with a Reddit theory that we pulled from Reddit. So feel free to share your Reddit theories or any conspiracy theories. But this Reddit theory, I thought was a winner. <laughs> and speaking of Taylor Swift, this definitely segues perfectly. Segues perfectly because it's about the Kardashians. And this Redditor, um, I do not have their name. I really should save their name, but we will definitely give them credit in um, our show notes. But this Redditor came up with this theory that says, the Kardashian sisters keep their brother chubby so they can use his fat for their injections. And quite frankly, I feel like that is the best theory that we have talked about all day. I did not read that second part of that theory. I thought it was they keep their brother chubby so that they look good. No, like so they camera. can steal his fat and put it on their body. Because think about it. They're related. So the fat transfer would probably work because, you know, genetics and things have to be a thing. I didn't I even know. know that fat transfer was a thing. Dude, have you never seen the girls that take the, yeah, they take, they do tr- fat transfer out of their stomach and put it in their butt to make their butt look bigger. A lot of girls do you this. Just, just do that? Yes. You literally go in and I, it's like, I think they do liposuction on your stomach and then they put it back into your butt. It's not permanent because your metabolism eventually, like if you're trying to stay skinny and work out, your metabolism eat, will eat away the extra fat on your butt. Huh. But if that you have so a fat brother that you're constantly stealing fat from, you have an endless supply of fat to inject into your ass. And it'll keep him skinny. And well, if poor you're... Rob. <laughs> we'll Don't see. they have like two brothers? I think it, nope, it's just Rob. It's just Rob. Yeah. Mm. I can't imagine. Can you imagine that conversation? Being like, hey, hey, hey bro. Hey, we I need go some. <laughs> We're going to make you rich. You're just going to have to stay under the radar, okay? You're going to have a little few poke holes. You can stuff. have a, you know what, dude? Hey, Rob, start a, stock, start a sock company. Have a sock company, and you don't ever have to put your face on it because it's your foot. You just put your fat yeah. cable on it, and then we'll steal your fat. <laughs> put it on our ass. It's a win-win for everyone. I cannot imagine. That would be so funny, honestly. That would be so helpful. I need Cameron to start putting on weight. How about you ask (laughs) Ethan? Cameron needs a job, quite frankly. (laughs) He's working at... He is working. He's he's working. But I bet you he could use a little side hustle. Cameron's like a twig, though. Yeah, exactly. I'll feed him, and he gets fat, and I'll steal his fat. Do you know how hard it is for them to put on weight? I mean, Mom used to feed them for Ryan. Ryan's a little chunky. There you go. He's to lose weight, too. So... I love you, Ryan. I didn't mean it the way that sounded. How but, much do you think that costs? Oh, it's like any, I mean, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say it's affordable, but I mean, it's just like, I mean, have, do you know what liposuction costs? Mm, probably a lot. Uh, I mean, I'd say probably like 30 Say well, Hold on. Let's solve this right now. What does liposuction cost? Hmm. Well, there isn't a good answer on the internet. One thousand to two thousand to twenty thousand for one treatment, oh. but that depends on how much fat you're sucking yeah. out. So if you're just sucking out like a couple pounds out of your stomach and sticking it in your butt, it might be a four thousand dollar <laughs> procedure with a low end doctor. Doctor, <laughs> go go to Mexico. But for real, 
when you're a Kardashian, it's twenty thousand dollars income change your ass. Like that's an Instagram post. Hell, that's a third of an Instagram post for them. Yeah, actually, that's insane. Yeah, I would love to be a Kardashian. Although I would not love the drama. I would just love the money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, well, I think that's all we have today, unless yeah. you've got anything. You know, feel free to um, follow us on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Time Podcast. And then you can email us at the email I was suggested. We also now have a Twitter and a TikTok with very similar ads. They're all connected. So if you go to the Instagram, you'll be easily able to find everything else. But yeah, definitely follow us wherever you uh, like to follow your podcast information because we're going to start putting more stuff out and we want to put out what you guys want to listen to. Yeah. So. We do have a new schedule where we're going to try and post once a week for like each month. And then um, the first two weeks are going to be kind of like our lives, personal stuff, personal conspiracies. The third week, we're going to try and do something like this where we find conspiracies. And then the fourth week, we're going to have a guest star. And I think we're going to have the guests bring the conspiracy and we're going to talk about it. We'll see. Uh, We we got a couple ideas in the bank, but we're curious to hear what you guys got. Yeah. We'll be back, I think, next week with our guest. Yeah. Special guest. Special guest. He is special. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. How do we end our podcast? Do we just go (laughs) and sign off? (laughs) Yeah. We go, this is Tempa Hat Time.